Charlie Landing is the founder of Best Agent and presenter of Moving Home with Charlie. The problem is not estate agents. The problem is the control and power behind the scenes that sets the rules of the game in the industry. The fact that I just don't go along with the whole industry bullshit narrative doesn't mean I'm not on your side. To have any chance of delivering more movers a better moving experience, I've also got to solve the problems that good agents are facing. And that's what I'm here to do. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Thursday, the 23rd of March from London. Um, I hope you've had a good week so far. This morning's video is for estate agents who don't like working for free. Does anyone like working for free? Well, a lot of estate agents do work for free. Sometimes it's unavoidable. Sometimes it is avoidable. But this morning, I'm going to give you information that doesn't include any media or mainstream media, only includes verifiable government figures, that will help you convince a potential client to come to the market at a price that makes it more realistic that you can actually sell their home in this widely falling house price market that we're in, okay? Um, this morning, I've looked on the industry news sites and uh, industry reacts to house price falls. And it's just the same, it's almost like a carbon copy every time there are house price falls. It's the same thing. Well, yeah, I mean, but yeah, they were, they were very, very high and they're only coming down a little bit and we're really optimistic about the rest of the year. This is not actually, I mean, it, leaving to one side whether they're right or wrong or whether I disagree with them, I just don't think it's helpful feedback for agents wanting to know what's happening so that you look credible in the eyes of your clients and have a better chance of tying deals up. So that's what this episode is about, is about giving you the mathematically verifiable information that doesn't rely on any mainstream media or any media at all for that matter, so that you can point out to your sellers what's happening today and what's likely to happen in the next few months during the course of time that you will be trying to sell their property. Unless you like working for free, in which case, Go out there and tell them, that's going to be fine. It's just going to be fine. The market's buoyant, whatever the hell that means. I, I see that word all the time. It's buoyant. Well, you can't really argue against that, can you? Because well, Buoyant, what does that mean? It's busy. Okay, busy, like being busy without being paid is even worse than not being busy without being paid. I mean, if you're not going to get paid, let's not be busy as well, right? Because that's just adding insult to injury. Transaction volumes are low and expected to fall. And we'll cover that in a second. Who wants to be busier if you're not being paid for it? So shall we talk about making sure that we get paid for the work that we do? Right. I'm going to stick to these three things. So let's let's have a scenario. You're sitting in the home of someone who is considering listing with you. They like you, they trust you, and, and you're talking about price. And as most people understand, or most agents understand, typically the conversation is to try to persuade the seller not to list at too high a price and scare off all the buyers who go, well, there's another overpriced uh, home that no one's going to be interested in. Instead, get into price it just below the apparent market price for similar homes locally to get the buyers who are waiting for a good value to come along and go, right, that's the one we want to buy. And to do that, 
you've got to convince the seller of two things. Number one, the fact that the lower the asking price, the higher the interest levels, and therefore the higher the likelihood of competing buyers, and therefore the higher the likelihood of a quick sale at a higher price, because competing buyers will bid up to whatever the market will support for that home today, right? So more, in, more inquiries equals higher price achieved in a shorter time. And that's a really simple, provable equation that you can say to them. If we, if we just wait for one buyer to come along and pay a high price, we won't get it in a falling market. If we price this property so that when it comes onto the market, all of the buyers who are there waiting to buy around here, because they are there, going to go, look, that's the best value home of its kind that's come on the market. Woomph. Viewing straight away, competing bids straight away, and whatever those bids are, they're going to outbid each other. Someone's going to pay more than the others. And that's how you, that is the only way to find the best price you can get that property sold for. So that's number one, is, is convincing them what asking price to come on at. Number two is convincing them what's going to be happening in the housing market in the next three to four months. And let's just talk about the next three to four months, because that's what most sellers' expectations are in terms of how long it's going to take to sell that, sell that house. Right. Here are three things that you can tell them that are indisputable facts. And if, if they hear this and go, no, sorry, if, if, they, if they're going to actually process the following information and still decide to overprice their house, that is the point at which you should say, in that case, uh, I'm terribly sorry, I'm going to have to politely decline uh, to, to help you sell your house and let you go with an agent that thinks that they can sell your house for that price. Honestly, because again, unless you enjoy working for free, that's what you'll end up doing if you don't walk away from the really unrealistic sellers. Okay, so this is what you tell them. Never in the history of UK house prices have house prices gone up whilst wages are shrinking. Never in the history of UK house prices have house prices gone up when wages are shrinking. And wages are shrinking. Inflation is rampant. It's the highest in 45 years. And it is inflation is outpacing wage increase, which means that real income is falling. That is before you even take into account cost of living crises, increase in taxes, and that kind of stuff, right? That's before even, even I mean, the wage shrinkage we're going through as a country now, which you can verify, not using the media, but using the ONS and OECD websites, which I will link to immediately after this. I will put the links in the description underneath this video. Um, that is a, a, a historically verifiable fact, and it stands to reason. How on earth would house prices ever rise if people's income is shrinking? Okay, so that's point number one. And the, the data is there to back it up. People's wages are shrinking faster than any time in 45 years. Uh, there was a brief period during 2008, which is actually, again, wages shrunk just before the 2008 property right price crash. Okay, so it all stacks up, right? That's point number one, wages shrinking. Point number two. Although interest rates are currently historically not high, Right, it's true. That is it. That is a true stack. The the other things in relation to interest rates are high. So let me give you what I mean. The last time interest rates were around about five percent for for a first time buyer mortgage, as they are now, um, house prices did rise. Okay, well then that surely that means it doesn't matter that mortgages have gone up, right? Well, the last time interest rates were five percent, wage growth was very strong. 
okay? So people's income was outpacing inflation and we had 36% wage growth over a, a roughly, uh, I can't remember what the period is, 10, 12 years or something, which saw the previous house price boom leading up to 2007, okay? So average interest rates are about where they are now and, and house prices were booming. So some people go, there you are, you see? Last time interest rates were this, this price, house prices were booming. Only because wages were going up. And as we've just discussed, wages are going down at the moment. And so the same will not happen. And you make yourself look like a dummy if you say, last time they were this high, the, the, um, house prices were going up. Also, last time they were this high, house prices had, prior to that, come down, not just reached record levels as they have. Okay, so we are now in an environment where house prices have just finished a three year tear where they've gone up about 30 percent over three years. Right. So from January 2020 to January 2023 is almost a 30 percent increase in house prices. Right. So I, I'm not saying that it, you know, some people go, well, they're going to come down a bit. It's not a big deal. Yeah, that's fine. I'm not saying that. But if you're a seller and if you're an agent that wants to avoid working for free, it doesn't matter what's happened in the past. It only matters what's about to happen. And what's about to happen is house prices have just peaked, as confirmed by the land registry, and have now had two successive drops. Interest rates, whilst historically not high, are relatively high compared to the last 14 years where interest rates were at 0.25% or whatever it was, very, very low interest rates. And what that means is that for the, the, the majority of buyers coming to the market, first-time buyers, it suddenly, compared to the last 10 years, is costing more than twice as much. The cost of borrowing money has doubled, which means that even leaving aside the cost of living crisis, they cannot borrow as much, as much as they'd love to. It's not that first-time buyers don't want to borrow more. They can't borrow enough to pay the prices that we've had recently. Okay, and so higher interest rates relatively, so relative to, to the most recent period, interest rates going up means prices coming down. And it's important to, to remember this, right? It takes at least a year for the full effect of significant interest rate changes up or down to reach the property market. Okay. It takes at least a year. And we haven't, it's not even a year since they, they went up sharply. They started going up in December 2021, but there wasn't a really sharp increase until, uh, until uh, I can't remember, May or something. They started to go up. When inflation went up, they started going faster. And so if you think about how long it takes a first time buyer to buy a house, which is typically nine months from the point of deciding that they want to go out and buy and get a mortgage appraisal, or start viewing properties, making offers, getting an offer accepted, then a five month conveyancing period. We haven't even had enough time for the buyers who've been getting mortgages at the higher rates to actually complete their purchases yet. Think about that. The time lag effect has not even had a chance to reach the market. The, time, the effect of high interest, increasing interest rates has not yet fully fed through to the market. And that's not even including the land registry delays in reporting house prices. Okay, so wages are shrinking, interest rates have risen, and are continuing to rise. Uh, I'm talking about the Bank of England base rates, okay, because that's the long term th thing to measure it by. Um, inflation is still rising. It, it may well fall, 
but the effects of uh, falling inflation won't come through to house prices for a long time. When inflation does fall, which it most certainly will, the effect of that falling inflation won't be reflected in the house prices for like a year after that. Don't forget, inflation went up to 9% in May last year. It's a massive delay, okay? So wages are shrinking, interest rates have gone up, which means it's more expensive to buy, and we haven't had time enough for it to come through. And then number three, and this is the most reliable indicator of what's going to happen to house prices in the next three or four months of all, and this effectively confirms points one and two are happening, is that the number of new mortgages being approved has dropped sharply, okay? Now let me just share this, this graph with you. So this is a, a long-term graph showing the, the green line is average house prices and the blue line is mortgage approvals. And what you'll see is at no time in the last, whatever that is, 17 years, have you had a divergence, look at that, where the blue line has dropped away sharply Okay, that is an unprecedented divergence. That, this is not an opinion. This is, this is official government figures for actual mortgage approvals. And they have dropped very sharply. And they always, the last time that happened, guess, 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 2007, yeah. When mortgage approvals fell, and they've fallen more sharply this time than last time, okay, uh, they pulled house prices down with them. Okay, that is a very reliable trend indicator. So, Dear Mr. or Mrs. or Ms. Seller, these are not media stories. These are, hold on a second. These are not media stories. These are historical data points leading up to now, which we know have a time lag effect on house prices. And if you really want to ignore the fact that wages are shrinking and house prices never go up when they're shrinking, if you want to ignore the fact that interest rates have, the cost of a mortgage has doubled in terms of the interest rate cost um, and has not yet had time to feed through the house prices. And mortgage approvals have diverged from house prices at an unprecedented rate in, in the last 17 years, even more than in 2008, right? If you want to ignore those three things and, and say, I still think house prices aren't going to fall, then you need another agent because I don't work for free. I want to work for a client that is giving me an outside chance, at least, of getting their house sold, getting a transaction uh, over the line. And on the last point about the land registry figures for January, there is no dispute that the average conveyancing time is five months at the moment. From price agreed, from going under offer, to exchange and completion is five months. Let's count back from January, December, November, October, September, August. Land Registry's January house prices that they released yesterday reflect deals agreed in August before the mini budget, before interest rates jumped even higher, before the market turmoil. So you cannot blame January's house prices falls on the mini budget, which means that house prices were falling at the agreed phase, at the coal phase, before the mini budget happened. When everyone thought they were still rising, they were already falling. We now know this to be true. So what that means is the effect of the mini budget has not even yet reached official house prices. 
I'll, I'll leave it up to you to make up your own mind what you think happens next. If land registry official, official house prices have not yet reached um, the, uh, far enough in time to reflect what happened. And the mini budget was the end of September. We've got to have to wait two more months before we see the land registry's reporting on house prices that actually reflects the effects of the mini budget. Two more, not one more, two more months, okay? So we are now uh, late March. It's going to be late May 2023 before we start to see the official effect, the effects of the mini budget having a, a, um, fed through to official house prices. So guys, I hope that's helpful. I want to help people move house. I want to help agents help people move house because I know that you can't move house reliably without a good estate agent. And I know that the number one problem that estate agents are facing right now, apart from obviously falling transaction volumes, is unrealistic sellers. Gradually, they're starting to come down. But at the moment, we're seeing more and more higher value houses come into the market. Even Rightmove said optimistic pricing at the top of the market. And for them to say that is, I haven't, I've never heard Rightmove do that before. So I hope that's helpful. Let's just see if we've got any questions from agents here. Oh, Christopher Watkin. Love you to pieces. Making lots of sense, Charlie Lambda, today. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'm going to quote you all over social media for saying that today. Morning, Paddy. Morning, Jasek. Uh, morning, Ian. Um, I, I don't think that this is like, guys, we cannot control the weather. There's no point in being optimistic about the weather or pessimistic about the weather because the weather is what the weather is. The housing market is what the housing market is. And neither estate agents or anyone else can control it. So there's no point. People are saying it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Uh, it's like saying the weather's probably going to be fine. It's probably going to be fine. Well, if you need to go sailing on the sea, you don't set sail hoping the weather is going to be fine and then sail into a storm that capsizes your boat and you drown. It doesn't make any sense. There's no point in being positive or being negative. You just want to look at the data you've got that tells you what the weather is going to be like or tells you what the housing market is going to be like. So I hope that helps. Julia Francis, thank you very much. Um, appreciate that. Any other agents out there want to say hello, please do. Please say hello. And please share this video with any other agents that you think would find it helpful. Um, that's enough. I've gone on for longer than I, than I meant to. Um, have a great Thursday and see you tomorrow morning on Friday. Have a good one, guys. Bye-bye.